Welcome to the Bippity Boss Podcast. My name is Alexis Boyette, and I am a character entertainment specialist, business expert, and six-figure entrepreneur. I am obsessed with helping you achieve financial independence in the industry of magic. If you are looking to massively up-level your business, your life, your finances, your productivity, and your success, then you have come to the right place. My goal in this podcast is to help you see the infinite potential within yourself to be, do, and have anything your heart desires. Leave it to me to provide you with the tools, the resources, the strategies, and the teachings that you need to create the business and lifestyle of your dreams. I know you will get so much value from these interviews, so thank you for pushing play today, and now let's begin. Hello, beautiful queens, and welcome back to the Bibbity Boss Podcast. I am so excited today because I have Reagan. Is that right? Yes. Yes, I have Reagan here today to discuss her Encanto Mirabelle character creation. I am so honored because I searched and searched everywhere to try and find a Mirabelle cosplayer, and you were the first one that I found. And I loved your caption. I loved that you embodied this princess or this woman and what she meant to you. So I'm just so honored and excited to be working with you today. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So can you tell me a little bit about you? Give us some information. Yeah, my name is Reagan Zelaya. I live in Western New York. I have been a diehard Disney fan my entire life. I love dressing up any chance I can get, whatever that looks like. And so when I saw this character come out, I was like, my time has come. So it was very exciting. Um, You know, growing up being a brown, little brown girl, you don't see a lot of yourself reflected in media so I remember like growing up watching Ugly Betty and America Ferrera and just being like here's this character who's not like the mistress or the maid and like wow and so it's always fun when you see these characters that reflect your experience or yourself and um, seeing different shades was really cool and yeah very exciting. I love that. And because, I mean, obviously I'm a white girl. So, I mean, I grew up loving Pocahontas, but for me, I never really, um, it's different for me because I never lacked representation as a white woman. So for me, when I saw Pocahontas, I didn't see her. I didn't like judge her based on her skin because I had never felt that, um, that lack of representation in media. So can you tell me a little bit more about like how that was with you growing up and looking at these princesses and how it felt? Yeah, so I'm mixed. My father's Honduran and my mom is Caucasian. And so I think just growing up, like, I felt like I could identify with a lot of because I had this wide spectrum. But seeing characters who looked like me, you know, growing up, I was a little bit curvier than all my friends, you know, just different. Oh, and back in the early 2000s, the skinny eyebrows were not friendly to me. And so just getting to see um, characters that, you know, oh, wow, she has a curvier body shape or, oh, like her skin color is a little bit paler than my or around my. So like, that's just really nice to see um, different representation. I think that we've been really blessed in cinema and literature and, you know, the past five or 10 years of really trying to make the intentionally telling stories that reflect a lot of different cultures and a lot of different people. Um, And I think that that's really beautiful because it's great when you see 
all these little girls of different shades and colors dressing up as Elsa, but also as Moana and also as Tiana. And just like we get to have characters that you can choose from, some that actually look like you and some that you just get to dress up as because you love them and you identified with their story or their struggle. And I think that that's really beautiful. So it's been really exciting um, to see that. I am actually pursuing, I'm getting my master's in library science right now. And I've been a children's librarian for the past three years. And so getting to see in books, um, a lot of different children's books starting to tell stories that have really special messages, but then also have characters that look like a wide variety of the communities that, of people who live there. I just think that that's really cool. Well, it's phenomenal, you know, and the, the same respect goes like it's it's not enough to just accurately display someone physically, but really, you know, accurately depicting their culture and how they grew up and things that, you know, were a part of their upbringing and things that they hold most dear. Because I feel like especially with, you know, they just remade Aladdin and I think they did a phenomenal job with Jasmine. Oh, my gosh. It just like they gave her her own solo. It made me so happy, you know, and. I'm just like, I'm so happy to see all these things happening and everyone's just like loving each other and being inclusive and not judging one another based off of skin color. And I think that that comes in hand with everybody should be able to portray all of the characters, right? Because it goes so much deeper than just the physical appearance of a character. It goes deeper into like their heritage and where they come from and what things mean to them. And that's truly what we need to be embodying and sharing. And you you make the perfect Mirabelle. I just gotta say, perfect. Um, Thank you. It was so exciting. I like, when I saw the trailer, I like posted it on all my social media. I'm like, oh, I'm so excited. And I was just excited about um, this movie. It wasn't even thinking about it. And I had multiple of my friends and family be like, Reagan, if I were to draw you as a Disney character, this is what I would draw you as. And I was like, oh, and I was looking at it. And like, these are my real glasses. And we had the same shape. And I was just like, yeah, I see it. And you know, the curls and yeah, it was really cool. I was like, whoa, you're right. It does look like me. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. And that in hand too, and it, it opens up such a wider variety of discussions because earlier you mentioned like the being curvy, I struggle with weight a lot. You know, I come from a family that's overweight. And so seeing these princesses and how skinny they were, regardless of if it was Pocahontas or Cinderella, that I had eating disorders for many mm -hmm. years because of that. And so I think, yes, like you're right, they're finally making princesses more normal sized. They're not like making them just unrealistically thin. And the same thing goes with actors and actresses, you know, and mm -hmm. I, I, I just love that. And I love that you have taken this character and you brought her to life. Can you tell me about how you created your character? Yeah. So like I said, I already own the glasses, so that was pretty easy. Um, and I started off with, I was, I searched through Etsy trying to, on different online shops, just trying to find the um, top blouse, just like a plain white one, um, because I am loving, I'm getting into sewing, but I am not at a place to start making my own from scratch yet. So I couldn't find anything. And I actually remembered that I have had a white, like kind of peasant's top blouse. Um, and it had a bunch of like little pom-poms on it and I decided to leave it there. So I just ended up using the shirt that I already had in my closet. I ordered all my embellishment stuff from Amazon. So I got all these little black butterflies that I hand sewed across the back around. And then I got these great big variety packs of like iron on patches of like butterflies and flowers and all that type of stuff. So I like um, ironed on a couple of the patches on the top. And then I was in a bind. I was trying to get it done before I currently work at a university while I'm getting my master's and we were doing a Halloween party for our residents. And I was trying to 
get it done. So I like ended up just hand sharpieing the black um, around the top and the bottom there. So the top was um, a pretty easy to do aside from just the hand stitching of the all the little butterflies on top. The skirt I found, it was just a plain teal skirt. I got it off of Etsy. Um, there was a lot of different options. So I think you could find a variety depending on what you're looking for. And then I was trying, because at this point, this has been a month and a half ago, I think, since I made it. So this is before the movie came out. And you had just very bare bottom promotional things. So I'm like trying to zoom in on these really grainy photos, trying to see the detail in her dress and what it looks like on the skirt bodice um, and the bodice on the top. And so what I ended up doing, I have been trying to learn embroidery. So I ended up just embroidering her Mirabelle. And I didn't realize until the movie later that it's actually her whole Mirabel Madrigal, like the whole name. So I just have that. Um, and then I, I ironed on all like the butterflies and the floral details on the dress. And when you look at the norm or at the original, her skirt, it is all embroidered. And it's really cool when you look in the details. They have the, it tells a lot of the movie through her, the embroidery details of her dress. I am not at that level of embroidery and I did not have the time. So I just ended up doing a bunch of random iron-on decals, lots of butterflies. Um, and this is again before the movie, so I didn't know quite the uh, metaphorical impact the butterflies had, but they were all over. So I went with that and the floral and stuff. Um, and so just really tried to capture the heart of the costume as opposed to the specific it, literal details. Um, and then I got a bunch of lace trim and then a different type of like lace trim that I found on Amazon that kind of matched the trimming of her dress and then I sewed those on with my sewing machine and then I had all these pink tassels that I got from Amazon that I like hand sewn on around the bottom so it was just a lot of fun to work on it. Like I said, I love doing costumes and it's usually just like my Halloween costumes or dressing up for story times and that sort of thing. So it was just really fun to get to work on it. Yeah, and you can put so much more heart into it and thought into it whenever you create it your own. And I feel like Mirabelle is probably a costume that isn't like, other than the decals and everything, it's probably not too difficult. It's not like an Elsa bodice to create. So yes. I feel like people should definitely get creative and make their own Mirabelle costumes just like you did. Yeah, I think that's what's cool about it is, yeah, you could take the time to make it this identical carbon copy masterpiece and it would be incredible. Um, so props to anybody who decides to do that because mad respect, that's a lot of embroidery. But I think it's nice because it's, it's something where you can clearly take the heart of it and make it your own. Um, and so you can kind of decide how deep you want to go with it whether it's just oh, i'm going to do a disney bound and make it just a teal skirt and a white top great or you can really get into it i also just had a pair of pink ballet flats already so i wore those with that as for the shoes and then for the earrings i um have had some fun dabbling and making earrings and so i had all the hooks and i just took a bunch of purple embroidery floss and made like pom-poms and hooked them onto the earrings and then that was that that's amazing. And you used your natural hair, right? Yeah. I love yeah. that. I love that. Well, you look perfect, like literally perfect. Um, oh, and you've, you, you're welcome. Have you seen, you've seen the movie, obviously, right? Yes. I loved it. I loved it. 
Okay, and then so based off of your costume creation and how you were forming this character before you even saw the movie, how would you say that the movie lived up to the expectations of what you were hoping Mirabelle would be? Yeah, I loved how, you know, in the promotionals, she's kind of like the quirky and you can tell like maybe she's not the normal like singing to the birds, Disney princess. Um, and I loved that because in the movie, she is, everyone's constantly saying, you're special, you're special, you're special, even though she doesn't feel special and she doesn't measure up to her family in the way that she thinks she should. And she has all this stuff that she's trying to work through. And how do you just own who you are and believe that you are special with what you got, even when it maybe doesn't measure up to how you think you should with other people. And so I think it was fun because I felt like the poster, you kind of got a sense of something else is something's different around about her versus with her like little quirky hip stand and, you know, the arm and just like, it is what it is. And we're working with what we got. And I think that that is something that a lot of people can relate to is just, it is what it is. We're working with what we got. And you got to decide to believe that you have something that makes you special. I love that. And that was like, I mean, Disney's always delivering good messages. And I feel like it's always been women like us that have seen it. We're like, no, it's not about the prince. It's about her journey as a woman. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yep. Like that mad at Disney song. I heard it and I was listening to it. And I'm like, girl, don't be mad at Disney just because you were focused on the prince. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I like we were talking about body positivity and just like not seeing that. But I remember when Lilo and Stitch came out seeing Nani and I was like, wow, she's got curves and she's just living her life. She's surfing. She's doing her little fire dance and she's thriving. And like, it was just, I think she was the first Disney character that I really remember being like, oh, wow, she looks really happy and she's just living her life. But, and so I think that it's easy to gloss over like a lot of the Disney messaging and just being like, oh, it's all about the prince, but there's a lot going on in them when you like take the time to look into them. Oh, yeah. It's always a journey. It's always an internal transformation journey. Always. You know, and I mean, that's what literally our existence is about. It's just about, you know, this whole entire life, this whole entire existence is just a classroom. And all we are doing is learning, trying to become better, you know? Mm -hmm. That's amazing. I love that. Okay. Well, I love that you provided me all that information about Mirabelle and how you created her and what she meant to you. Is there anything else that you would like to tell fellow Princess Party Company owners that may be out there trying to create her character, like, um, and, you know, portray her for these birthday parties and these events? Because obviously, you know that these characters are very important to children. And as you know, you're also a teacher and you love kids and you love these characters. So, if you were to give some advice to companies that are trying to portray this character and make sure that their performers deliver these performances authentically and really make a positive impact in the children's lives, what would that be? That's an excellent question. I think with princesses as a whole, um, I think it's easy to focus on the polishedness of them and the like living up to the ideal of their perfection. Um, and I think something fun with Mirabelle, and I've seen characters like this, even with Anna, um, I think that just starting to lean into their quirkiness and like, those are the things that make them who they are. And I think that those things that make them imperfect are the things that these little girls are identifying with past just the skin color, past, oh, she has the same hair type or wears the same glasses as me. Um, but just being able to identify with parts of their stories and things that with Mirabelle, like, I think a lot of people can relate to maybe not feeling like they're living up to their family's expectations or the expectations that their community has for them and just being authentic to that and really honoring that 
And especially these little girls who maybe this is the first time they're seeing a princess at a party that looks like them and just being able to like take that moment to be like, yeah, that is really cool. We're really excited about it. And just like leaning into that. I think that that can be some really special moments I think could come from that. I love that. And I'll make sure to let the girls know they should include those things in their performances because each of these princesses has something magical and special to, special to offer, regardless, you know, outside of face painting and a birthday ceremony, you know, there's so many more ethics and values that go into those experiences for these children. So I appreciate you so much for joining me today. It, honestly, you are such a ray of light and I'm just honored that you took the time to do this with me. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. Okay, well, we will go ahead and we will start creating that costume packet for all of you princesses that are interested in creating their own Mirabelle character. And then we will go from there. Thank you so much, Reagan. And I'll hopefully we'll see you soon. Yeah. Okay. Bye, princess. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to share it with me by visiting me on Instagram at bippityboppitybankrolls or visit me on my website at bippityboppitybankrolls.com. I love and I adore you and I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. Have a magical day.